1: The word came down yesterday, Tuesday of this week, saying that women need to start thinking a little bit differently with their doctor's guidance about when they start screening for breast cancer. The number had been 50, and now they're saying every other year starting at 40 is what that guidance should be. Yesterday, we had a chance to talk with Dr. Matt Miller from Allegheny Health Network, who is a radiologist and also someone who does breast imaging for AHN. Today, we have a chance to visit with Rebecca Buell, and she is going to be talking to us about things from a non clinical standpoint. Rebecca, it's good to have you back on the program. How have you been?
2: So good. Thanks for having me, Rick. Happy to be
1: here. She is a CFO of the National Breast Cancer Foundation. So when you heard the news, when your colleagues heard this news, what was sort of the internal reaction at the National Breast Cancer Foundation?
2: Well, at NBCF, we have actually never wavered on telling women that they need to go at 40. So we've been very uh, diligent about telling women that they still need to go at 40. We followed the American College of Radiology, which recommends, has recommended to stay at 40. So, so quite honestly, it's back to what we've been saying, and we're glad that it all aligns. But we have been very focused on telling women that at 40, you should start getting your mammograms, having those conversations with your doctor, talking about your risks. Uh, we know that 23% of women are diagnosed in their 40s. So if we're not waiting until 50, that's 23 percent of, of women who are being diagnosed who are now in a late stage and a higher risk of mortality from breast cancer.
1: So the reality is we've had some ping ponging going on here, haven't we, in terms of what that number is supposed to be? Are people confused or do you think at this point if they're just hearing a number, they're just going to sort of go? I mean, what, what's your take on that?
2: I think you're absolutely right. I think that's what's uh, a struggle is that it is causing a lot of confusion. And it's what is it? And why are you why is it changing from such a 10 year difference, right from the 40 to the 50? And now we're back to the 40. So I think unfortunately, it does cause confusion. So we need to be strong as you're asking about what we're trying to do on the non-clinical side is communicating via email and social and getting in front of those people who are connected to us, telling them to make sure they are Caring for the people in their lives and telling them and reminding them that they should go at 40. So it's just re, you know, we're just reiterating the fact that it's 40, but we are trying to use this to say, please be talking to your doctor and and really they say to, to evaluate risk to start at the age of 25. So at a younger age, even to start having that conversation with your doctor, if you think you might have any high risk, if you think you have, if you've had a strong family history of breast cancer, if you've had, if you may have a genetic mutation that you want to check on, but really starting to have those conversations early so that you know what the plan is and what the best course of action is with your doctor.
1: Visiting with Rebecca Buell, she is the CFO for the National Breast Cancer Foundation. They are based in Texas, but she also is talking to us about the success that has been there because, and one of the things that Dr. Miller reminded us yesterday, Rebecca, is he said, you know, since the mid-90s here in the United States, we have seen about a 50% reduction in the number of deaths from breast cancer. And that is a tremendous stride that is being made forward. You know, a large part of that is better uh, digital mammographies more access to them as well. What are some things, though, that you would like to see done that the foundation would like to see done to continue to push that number smaller and smaller in terms of the number of women we lose from breast cancer?
2: Our biggest stand of what we're trying to do is access. It is getting women is removing barriers to those care. That's what we're always trying to work on. How can we make sure women's aren't, women just aren't scared to go? Women uh, have the resource in their very community, in their own backyard. They're not having to travel 50 miles to go somewhere to get this mammogram or to get a service that maybe they can't afford. So being able to qualify that for those programs uh, so that they can have access. That is our biggest deal is how can we remove barriers And just get women in. They may know what they need to do, but you know, kids come first. Other people always come first for women. So how how can we continue to get in their in their faces, quite frankly, get in front of them constantly, and say you're important too, you matter too, you need to be in there, and and that's what early detection is all about. And that is what the big messaging has been since the 90s: is early detection saves lives. And the earlier we can get you in, the earlier we can have you talking to your doctor. And if you are prone or you will get that breast cancer diagnosis, the earlier you catch it, the greater your chances of survival, which has been a lot of the success of of what you're talking about, 50% decline and all. So that is what we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to grow into as we're trying to work with our hospital partners to do is to continually funnel uh, resources, financial Uh, put patient navigators in hospitals that are doing active outreach into the communities and can get people into the hospital and remove those transportation, uh, childcare barriers, those things that just are saying, not right now, I'll go next year. I'll go, you know, I'll go later. How can we get them to make this a priority in their lives? And we're always working on the psychology behind that, as well as just literally removing the physical barriers to getting them um, to take care
1: of themselves. So when you're saying improved access, Rebecca, does that mean more um mammogram facilities or does that mean making changes to insurance coverage so that people can do it without feeling like okay this is going to take a, a pinch out of my pocketbook too
2: there is a lot of good insurance it's, it's getting into that underinsured that's when we get to the underinsured mm-hmm. underserved communities that mm-hmm. don't really have that as an option so so that's where we're trying to fill the gaps we're trying to fill the gaps in that financial care so they can go and say i qualify and i don't have to worry about finding the money for that mammogram so that's no longer you know a barrier to me getting it so there isn't there is the insurance side but it's more of like not having the insurance that we're dealing with with a lot of people gotcha. and so how can we make sure that we're we're that's the financial side is no issue and then it is growing, it's growing our hospital partners, and we're really excited to be able to grow this year big time. Um, we are really expanding into, into the ability to serve in every single state across the country. And it's been thanks to wonderful donors and things like that who have supported our mission and seen our vision to get and make sure we're filling in those. And we're continuing to do that through relief funds, through navigators, through um, diagnostic services. Um, but the need is there and it's great. And when we say we have some money, the grant, the applications pour in. They just come in tenfold so there's just a great need to make sure we're filling in those gaps
1: well Rebecca it's always great to have you on the program you're so passionate about what it is that you do and the mission for the foundation thank you very much for carving out some time for us to explain sort of where you're coming down at the National Breast Cancer Foundation about the fact that these numbers have gone up and down and back and forth a couple of different times and and now hopefully people will start to heed the message of sooner the better when it comes to getting those screenings done
2: that's right. Thank you for sharing this important message with your guests and um, your and people and your listeners.
1: Absolutely. Rebecca Buell joining us from the National Breast Cancer Foundation where she is their CFO.